It's 9 a.m. on the West Coast. Believe in that. This poor girl got up at 9 o'clock to be with me. <laughs> Actually, she got a lot, a lot earlier than 9 o'clock. It is, I believe it's somewhere around 11 p.m. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, 11, 11 a.m. in Chicago. It is 12 high noon here in New York City. Hello, everybody. A special live, you could tell we're not used to being up this early. <laughs> special live edition of What's the Buzz? America's Best Podcast. Joined as I am always, this pain in the ass, Amelia the Pitbull Chapman. How you doing, Amelia? Good, how are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. But it's, uh, it's Saturday. I'm not used to seeing you on the weekend. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a very special occasion that brings us here. I have a really, really interesting show today. We have a, a very special guest. I'll introduce you in a minute. I have been reading over the last three, four months articles and, um, and watched some programming on the new amputee movement. These amputees, you would think, I'll feel sorry for them because they don't have any legs or limbs they can't get around or, you know, in some cases, no arms. Don't feel sorry for these folks because I got news for you. They're getting around. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of new science now to help them get around. And, and I bring this show to everyone based on personal experience. This, this hit close to home with me. My my late sister was a double amputee. First she lost her foot. Then she lost her uh, her leg up to her uh, knee. And then she was about to lose them both. And fate jumped in and she passed away and I miss her every day. But what she went through was interesting because she too my sister never let anything stop her. Even up to like a day a day before she died just like literally 24 hours before she passed away she was rolling herself all over the place <laughs> so i have a young lady on the show and i want to introduce her to you her name is stephanie stephanie dudley and she is um an adventurer she's a daredevil she is living life to her fullest on the move amputee welcome to the show stephanie Hello. Hello, how are I you? I should tell everybody that your real name is Lauren Stephanie Nadolsky, but uh, that your married name is Stephanie Dudley, and that's the name that you use uh, professionally at work and, and, and doing your business. So I want to tell everybody, I'm going to put this out there, Stephanie is a medical receptionist, and God bless her for that because she deals with pain in the ass patients. Uh, all day long, um, kind of like what you deal with, Amelia. That sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah, that's what Amelia does for a living. She's a, a oh, medical. Yes. What do you call yourself? A scheduler, right? Yes, uh -huh. scheduling appointments for patients. Yes, uh -huh. absolutely. And so, Stephanie, once again, welcome to the show. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, life as an amputee. You weren't always this way. At some point, something uh, jumped into your life and intervened, and so I want to find out what it is that kind of, um, how do I want to say, it kind of um, changed your life here. 
Well, what led up to my amputation is all I did was trip over a curb. Oh, I tripped no. over a curb. Really? <laughs> uh, my foot dislocated, so it, my toes were pointing to the right of me. And when they repaired it, it uh, was still a little crooked, and but it was fine. I, you know, was walking on it for a couple years. Then uh, they decided the pins needed to be taken out. So I let the pins get taken out. Then about a couple minutes later, I went septic and had a septic, what is the word? Staff infection. I was in a coma for four days um, oh because I had sepsis staff in my ankle joint, my right elbow, my left knee. From tripping over a curb. Wow. I, I mean, literally, wow. that was all you did? That's all I did. I have to digest this. Okay. I, so, I know. I mean, think about how many times we've tripped over. You're, you're walking about doing your whatever business you're doing. All of a sudden, you trip on the curve. Okay, so you get yourself upright again, right? And yeah. you think nothing of it, right? Right. And you go on with your business. Right. And then, so when did things start to go south on you? How long after that? And what, after, was, what was the noticeable sign? Well, it was actually, uh, I hate to say it, but a medical mess up, a medical screw up. Does, does that surprise us, Amelia? No, it does not. Not, not at all. Not you know how least. many times we've talked about that kind of shit here? I mean, stuff here? Yeah. Yes. Well, I... Okay, after the sepsis, I had to have a pick line in my heart. And so I had to go home with vancomycin. That's the last resort antibiotic. And I had to do that every eight hours for six weeks. And so that made me lose my hair. It was like cancer treatment. And Jesus. you have to inject it into yourself for 10 minutes. So I had to put a timer on and do it slowly, inject it for 10 minutes. So I'd have to wake up in the middle of the night to do this shit. So anyway, that's how I got rid of the infection once I got home. Yeah. But then um, that was in May. But then in September, it came back. So I had to have another pick line, vancomycin, all that stuff. So anyway, the doctor a couple months later says, uh, the staph infection was in your ankle joint. So we need to remove your ankle joint and fuse the bones together. But mind you, this was only a couple months after... Uh, all this shit happened because once you go have staph infection, it's like little Pac-Mans eat your bone. So they have yeah. to, and it makes it soft. So they have to clean out the soft spots. Sure. So my bones were still soft, but see, as a patient, I didn't know this shit. You know, I didn't know, excuse me. Yeah. I didn't no, know. I didn't. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, please. Um, I let them fuse the bones together. Yeah. And then uh, that was September. Then in December, he says, oh, I was afraid this was going to happen. And I'm like, what? what? What are you afraid? My foot was literally shifting to the right off of my ankle bone. Okay, stop right there because I have to tell you, I mentioned my sister. That's how it started with my sister. It all started in her foot and her ankle. Yep. And what they said at the time... And I still don't believe it. I think it was, a, it was a bullshit lie. What they said at the time was that it was a circulatory issue with her foot. Her foot wasn't circulating the blood, is what they said. 
I don't yeah. believe that because her her feet were never discolored, and the first right. sign of poor circulation is discolored skin. And if it stops circulating altogether, you end up with gangrene. Right. Okay, so yeah. I never believed that. I would more, much more readily or easily believe a compromised immune system right. than a circulatory problem. Did they give you any indication that, that your uh, immune system was in any way um, altered or compromised or in any way afflicted? No, they they didn't. And what I don't understand is, see, I was on vancomycin, the last resort, meaning it should have been compromised yeah. with, you know, the immune system, with all that. And uh, no one ever mentioned that. And so he kept telling me every appointment that the foot was shifting to the right foot was shifting and i'm like well put hardware in it move it back you know fix it sounds right? like a great idea <laughs> exactly yeah. right back where it's supposed to be <laughs> yeah so every time i would mention this he's like no we're gonna wait we're gonna wait so okay so that was december and then we get to july and it's shifted all the way to the right i'm two inches shorter on my leg limping while you know walking uh, and it's I don't know if you've ever heard of a charcot foot deformity for diabetes, but that's what it looked like. It's deformed now. So in July, he says, we need to amputate. I'm like, well, excuse me? So, of course, I get, you know, other opinions. I went to the best place was uh, in Seattle here, Polyclinic. Yeah. They said that the fuck, fucking doctor was an idiot. That bone was so soft that he should have not have attempted to fuse, try to fuse bones together. That he had it's an remarkable, error. utterly remarkable, how inept and unqualified some of our medical, quote unquote, medical professionals right. are. Amelia, you're uh, you work in the medical field. This has got him be making you crazy i'm sure you've got questions it is because back when he said that he was afraid of that didn't he like at least mention that to you at first that like these are our options before he even said that to you no he just said that and what makes me mad is i didn't have a witness so it's like uh, like your your word against his basically or a hearsay like he was right. the right and you're in the wrong right exactly and i just begged him please put hardware in fix it, fix it. And he kept saying no. And it's just complete bullshit that I had to even hear the word amputation. That's remarkable. Yeah. It's just, it, it just, it, it confounds me to the point of such frustration. You have, you have no idea. Um, so there's, I'm sure there's more to the story here. So continue. Well, I got several opinions. Um, the polyclinic did say he messed up. You know, he really messed up. And he should have put hardware in. He shouldn't have done the fusing. I went to Harborview. And they are the ones. He put. He took an x-ray of my ankle. And then he, took, he showed me an x-ray of a normal ankle. And put them side by side. And he put his hand on my knee. And he said, I'm sorry to tell you. 
but your talus has collapsed. And I was like, what? Which is the main bone that holds your ankle and your foot, your foot and that bone, I think the tibia together. Yeah, so well, like, it, it I, collapsed because mm -hmm. it was, because yeah. they, they tried to alter something that was too soft to fix. Right. It right. hadn't been healed. That's just common. You don't have to be a doctor to no. figure that one out. Right. I mean, that's crazy. Oh, right. I got questions. Boy, do I uh, got some questions. It, oh, I mean, okay. So here's the question. First questions first. All right. Let's talk about um, the bad news you're given. Okay. So you're, you're given some semblance of bad news. All right. And I can accept that because we all get bad news from time to time. On the other hand, at some point, the bad news stops. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. And somebody knows what they're, hopefully somebody knows what they're doing. Right. So when did the bad news, the quote, quote, unquote, bad news stop for you and you started getting the answers you were seeking? Well, I went to Harborview and when he told me that, he showed me a lady and he said, see her face, see how she's smiling. She was having uh deformity issues like you she yeah. decided the amputation was the best and uh she has the best quality of life now and so i i didn't want to hear that yet but i went to polyclinic <laughs> yeah and he said well look we could do a terminator type thing in your ankle um but we could do like a terminator fix and all this hardware and stuff but you'll be yeah. in a cast for a while and i'm tired of casts so he says, I think, you know, an amputation would be the best thing for you yeah. to get back your life back. Okay. So and in, in, in many cases, that that's a, that's a, a drastic fix in many cases, a, like a last minute fix, mm -hmm. uh, or I should say a last resort fix. Um, you know, I mean, choosing to cut off a body part is not something that you give a lot of credence to. No, it's not. Right. So it's, it's not. a very serious decision. I know when my sister went through it, it was painstaking. But in her case, I understood why she had to do it. Um, I'm trying to figure out if there might have been an, another way for you to go rather than amputation did they offer you another another out let's put it that way uh polyclinic said that they would try to well basically you need a talus for this process and i didn't have one it was collapsed yeah so they offered to try to put all this hardware in and lift it up and shift it back over and but he can't guarantee and he was afraid of the infection coming up yeah he was yeah, afraid yeah. of i guess they love metal so he oh, was afraid oh yeah oh yeah the infection might come back and i would be in casts for like months and months and i was tired of being in casts i was just so tired yeah. of it I'll tell you one of the things that, um, as I, like I said at the beginning, I troll you for a little while. One of the things that caught my eye uh, was a prosthetic leg all bedazzled with uh, 
You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Tell everybody what I'm talking about. The beautiful model leg that's all blinged out with diamonds and heels and everything. Yep. It's, it's got sequins and diamonds. Oh, I love it's that. A, oh, yeah. Did you see that, Mill? Yeah, because you have a chance to choose to correct your, your prosthetic leg after a while, right? Because it goes in stages, actually. Yes. Because you have to have, like, your uh, your uh, leg actually has to heal after the surgery. Right. And it has to go in stages because of the swelling. Yes, because so, it lot. shrinks down majorly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have a lot of process before it? you had to do the stages or how many stages did you have to go through for that? Well, the first stage is once it's off, you have to wear this like pantyhose type thing called a shrinker. Yes. So it shrinks it down. It helps get the swelling out and you wear that for a couple months. And the thing is, is while you're having this shrinker on, they also tell you to massage it. And it's like, to me, uh, my background is modeling and I, was not okay with this yet so touching it and massaging it was not a thing for me yet (laughs) but i did wear the shrinker and then they put me in a pin lock system at first and that's where you put a it's it's basically you put the sleeve on and there's a pin on it and then you just put it in the hole and that's how you wear your leg yeah so i went down about three legs before I got to the one that I'm wearing now that has an actual ankle and it's hydraulic and it bends. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. They have done a lot lately since from like, I remember when they first started that, you know, hydraulics and everything from, I see a lot of runners and uh, that actually have that and they have won a bunch of marathons. The science has come light years, hasn't it? It's remarkable. It has. Absolutely remarkable. The technology. Just in the last, I say my sister's been gone five years now. So probably just in the last, say, five to seven years, I've seen the technology ramp up, you know, with hyperspeed to get amputees mobile again. And so once you started, Stephanie, to get mobile again was it did you pick right up or did it take some is my um, is my mic cutting out you guys my camera's weird Uh, just a little because i'm hearing a little static in the background yeah is that i believe so but and uh, as you were um, getting back to your daily routine and everything, how hard was it to start? Like, did you tell yourself, you know what, I'm just going to start getting back to my daily routine? Or did it take you a while to start getting back to everything? It took a while because they don't tell, like, I had a pure counselor through Hanger Prosthetics who does my leg. But before I had the amputation, he had an amputation. So he was supposed to be my pure counselor and help me tell me the realities of what's going to happen afterwards, right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you, get my leg taken off, and they don't tell you this this crap that you're going to go through major, major, like, grief and loss. Yeah. Like, I went through oh, yeah. that those stages. It's, um, is my microphone bad? No, it's good. Go ahead. Okay. No, you're fine. You're okay. fine. Um, it it where is, you go through it the, is now. You know, I'm, 
I'm playing around with your mic, Steph. So don't. Oh, thank you. The feedback we were getting was <laughs> was it was actually coming from your end. So oh, it seems to that. be a little better right now. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, you guys. Go continue. Well, that's, you know the the what are they the few stages of the yes. anger, the denial, mm-hmm. the you know you get why me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, and I didn't realize how much upper body strength you're going to need. Oh, yeah. Like you, you need oh, yeah. to lift yourself on the walker because you're going to be on a walker for a while. Oh, God. Yeah. And, sure. um, then the wheelchair. Um, so nobody prepared me for these things that that I would love to be a peer counselor to someone else and be like, look, you're going to have stuff you don't realize that you're going to go through. I know somebody. I worked with somebody in Atlantic City. This woman had such incredible upper body strength. She looked, she literally looked like a, a female bodybuilder. Wow. I mean, she, I'm serious. Her, all, she, everything she did was with her, her shoulders, arms, and all up, upper body. She had no legs. Yeah. She literally had no legs, but she was jacked up. She looked like, you know, Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan. Oh yeah, <laughs> she has some. No, I'm serious. I'm being very serious. That's she has some great. big arms, and she that's was like muscular too. But that's just from running. She rolled herself everywhere, and yeah. then didn't let her. St- Did you see somebody take themselves up and down steps on a wheelchair? She used what? it. This wow. woman would get, would take herself up and down stairs. That's how strong she was. Okay. It's just crazy. That's amazing. I want to talk about the, they say you, you compensate for one, uh, one of your senses when you lose another. So how did you compensate for the loss of limbs? What other senses do you have that were strengthened by your loss? Mm, Let's see. I'd say the feeling of my other foot really it helped guide me. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like yeah. in the wheelchair, like, is there something in the way? And I felt it. And because I, I, I couldn't feel, you know, yet I, you can't feel when you're wearing an amputated, uh, I mean, sorry, prosthetic. You can't mm-hmm. feel your foot. And that's one thing that I saw in Switzerland. They're trying the technology to start feeling. Yeah, because yeah. like I get my foot. It's kind of funny. I get my foot stuck under my file cabinet at work all the time because I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about that because you work in a in a medical setting. Mm-hmm. Um, were the were the people at your workplace sympathetic to your your newfound um, dilemma, and and did they offer? to modify your work environment because of it well actually uh some of them didn't know about it because i was wearing pants that were baggy oh <laughs> yeah I hid then, it from folks yeah yes. you yes. sneaky little shit huh <laughs> yeah. oh, or sometimes right. our scrubs are really nice and big right well, let me ask you did you hide it out of embarrassment or did you hide it just because there was nobody's freaking business well, both, both. At the same time, I was okay, still a little The reason yeah. is it's only been about two and a half years for me. So I'm, right. I've 
just now been getting over the grief and loss part. Well, so and, that, and you know, that's they say you go through the stages of, 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 of grief, the five stages of grief. Well, they say five or seven now. I don't know, whatever it is. But it changes every couple of years. You know? Right, exactly. I'm, I'm a traditionalist, so I'm going to say five. Okay. So you go through anger, resentment, negotiating, all this other stuff. Okay. Um, what was the hardest part of that journey for you to like to really wrap your head around? What was the hardest part to really like to, to come to terms with? The anger. It could have been prevented. Yeah. And because I, I of our absolutely laws. agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because of our Listen. laws, we can't I couldn't sue the doctor. Because why that was going to be my next question. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Statue of limitations. Are you shitting me? There's a statute of limitations on this. (laughs) Yes, there's a statue, and I'm very angry. You wear wear that million? I didn't think there would be. I thought there would be like. I thought it was open ended. Yeah. Who the hell knew? But you know you, you. you have a statute of limitations on a on that kind of injury. Yes. Really, I'm just I'm flabbergasted. I know because I mean you would think that you could be able to sue him at any time for doing a malpractice. Right. That's what well, I would suspect, but I guess yeah. I'm wrong. That's <laughs> I crazy. have um, written letters to Patty Murray, which is our senator. I've written a letter to Jay Inslee, our governor. Mm-hmm. To try to get this changed to help other people in the future. Yeah. Who, who, you know, they say I had to go all the way back to when it was broken. I'm like, excuse me? No, no, no. I'm talking about he wouldn't put hardware in. That's how I want to go back to. Yeah. yeah. Um, or the, when I, I'm a, I was afraid of this was going to happen stage. That's when, you know. That's what I was talking it, about. Yeah. It, it seems to me. And again, I'm just going to make an observation here. It seems to me that the initial injury was accidental. Yes. That was accidental. So we know that. You know, nobody plans to trip. Okay, you trip. Um, The secondary issue that I have is someone that was not sufficiently medically qualified to be even looking at you. Right. I, I would I would have looked into what this guy's qualification or or male or female, whoever it was, look into their qualifications as are they an orthopedic doctor? Should they even be talking about broken or brittle or or strained bones? <laughs> Right. Because that's the problem. That's the fundamental problem that seems to me is if you're going to put a linchpin somewhere, that seems to be the linchpin for me. Right. That That's, at least in my opinion, I think that's a critical point. The second critical point is going ahead and doing a surgical procedure on bone that is not fully healed that's you know soft bone right okay and that's where they made a mistake a huge, huge mistake. mistake oh yes absolutely so do you have any recourse uh, aside from 
I mean, aside from suing someone, all right, is there any recourse that you have that um, that may give you either legal satisfaction or the mental satisfaction where you can say, aha, I knew I was right? Mm. I haven't. I haven't found a way. <laughs> I'm looking. If anyone has any well, ideas. Well, I, I, I will tell you that this show here will look into um, options for you. We don't just yeah. bring people on and throw them to the wolves. No. We bring them on and then we offer help. Absolutely. So That'd that's, be great. What that's what we're going to do. Um, Amelia. Yes. This is your This is your baby. This is your area. Yes. Okay. We need to look into what recourse Stephanie has for mental or physical satisfaction or gratification, uh, barring the legal element, because apparently she can't sue anybody, but there's got to be some other legal avenue of recourse. Yes, especially being an advocate about that, and she can speak around that as well, and be an advocate for others that this could happen to you. Absolutely. You know, watch for this doctor, especially. You know, you wouldn't be uh, talking negative about this this provider, doctor, Mm -hmm. but you would be saying, this is what happened to me. This is my story. Be careful with, you know, if your bone is this way, please make sure this doesn't happen to you. You can be an advocate, like you were saying earlier. Amelia, isn't that common sense? Isn't that just common sense? At least a lot of the providers will tell you, say, you know, you can't talk bad bad about me or, you know, this will Mm -hmm. be... Because they can sue you at any time. They can sue you for, yep, slander and all that. Yes. They can sue you at any time, but you can't sue them after a certain time. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is. It's very crazy. I I just, I don't understand that. I don't either. It's like that. But where I work at, the same thing. You can can badmouth them as much as you want, but. What bothers me, too, is that medical professionals are not taking care of some of one of their own that's what bothers me that you work for these people you work in the hospital please tell me because this is you're going to make my day please tell me that the doctors that worked on you are the people you work for no because really? i work at a children's hospital yeah she works at a children's hospital ah, well i mean you know there are Look, let, let, let's. There are a- amputee children too. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So you went to you know, an outside source, and they did what they did. All right. So the uh, anger is going to last for a while. We know that. At some point in your life and in your journey, you say, "You know what? I'm I'm tired of being tired. I'm sick of being sick, and I'm I'm over getting getting angry." And so, yes. you know, and then you be, you take on that piece that, and then you go, okay, I got a clear head now. Whose ass do I kick first? Yeah. Okay. My own. <laughs> right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about what you're doing now to combat this. I had made uh, kind of a bold statement here saying that you're an adventurer and daredevil and 
living life to its fullest. I want to tell people Stephanie, in point of fact, was a model. Yes. Yes. And I still got that blingy leg emblazoned in my brain right now. Why don't we ask her after the break? Yes, we have a break to do. And it is that time, 1230. Let's do this. Let's take a small commercial break. And uh, and we'll be right back with Stephanie Dudley. Take care. Sit back and enjoy a word from our sponsor at Shopify. Just wanted to start a business when something surprising happens. Today, I'm going to teach you how to crochet. She started crocheting, like a lot. And her friends noticed. Jess, you need to sell those. So, she signed up for Shopify and started building her business. Yes, I love that. And after a lot of hard work, this happened. Oh my gosh, I just made my first sale! You see, every day, hundreds of businesses get their first sale on Shopify. We got dings! And the next could be you. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life... And become your own boss. Build it on Shopify. We are back with What's the Buzz, America's Best Popcast. And yes, Amelia, you're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> She sent me a little note over here and it's like, <laughs> and even Stephanie's Stephanie said, doing fantastic. Great. See, Stephanie is part of our little chat. She's got a little chat box over there so she can see what we're talking about, which I like that because we, we we have a little conversation going on the side here you guys don't know nothing about. Exactly. <laughs> now, let's talk a little bit about uh, your modeling career. Yeah. How'd you get started in modeling? and um, and are you still active? Are you thinking about going back? Because you certainly, you certainly can, you know. Yes, that would be great as an amputee. I'd love to put on that bling leg. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I started at 15. Um, my, it's kind of weird. I was at a home, at home, and my sister's friend said, you know, you're six foot one. And usually they are ballerinas or models. You should really get into one of those. <laughs> I was like, what? And so anyway, there was, remember that Barbizon School of Modeling? Oh, God, sure. <laughs> okay, I, I went to them. and um, They should have called it the Amazon School of Modeling. <laughs> those women were huge. Yeah. yeah. They were all nine feet tall. Yes. So I went there, and they basically groom you as to how to do your makeup, hair, how to walk on the runway, how to even do a commercial, things like that. Um, I'll show them how to do a commercial. (laughs) (laughs) um, After that, after graduation, I got signed with QuickBook Nationwide and did modeling for them in Seattle. But the thing is, is there's not much opportunity in Seattle. You would have to move to New York or California um, to continue. So uh, I just... Something happened in my life to where I had to stop. Uh, I'll just say my fiance had passed away uh, when I was 20 years old. And um, so I just the loss of that, I I just didn't want to continue. It was very traumatic for a young woman, I'm sure. Yes. So at at that point now, you put that on, on, on the side, you put it on the side burner or you just like 
are you stopping at your or you're you're forgetting about it or is it something that you think you're going to revisit later in life the model i'd love to revisit it i would okay yeah well i think we can help you revisit Mm it um (laughs) yeah because I got a little, I, I always have a surprise up my sleeve. Ooh. Okay? Even though I got short sleeves on. <laughs> he does. And I see that you're also active with the Tripod Foundation. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, Don't is... steal on my questions, you little shit. See how he calls me? I just find it a great, great foundation. It's amputees for cats and dogs and and horses and um i think it's amazing that they can make prosthetics for them oh, and no one oh, ever thinks about that or you know they adapt too and that's you know they adapt and they're just walking with their three little legs and mm-hmm. sometimes they don't even need uh, a prosthetic but i just yeah. discovered it i didn't uh, i found it and i thought it's amazing i've been donating to them i'd like to get more involved with them mm, interesting okay yeah, because we, we maybe we could, Amelia, I think we we maybe can make that happen. Oh, absolutely! Because we had one here that got lost. He was a little chihuahua. He had three legs, and luckily he's found. And uh, I know that somebody got together, and they're going to get him a little prosthetic leg. So it's, oh, it's that's great! Cute. It's remarkable. The, the whole prosthetic thing is remarkable. Here's here's the most remarkable thing about it. You ready for this? Yeah. This is, and I find this, every time I say this to an audience, I find it fascinating. Prosthetics were not invented by a doctor. A doctor had nothing to do with prosthetics. Would you like to venture a guess, Stephanie? Who invented the first prosthetic? A soldier in the Civil War. Nope. I don't know. (laughs) The current modern-day prosthetics were invented by... A Hollywood special effects makeup person. Wow. Yep. That's amazing. Special effects in Hollywood. You know how they used to make robots and stuff? That's what happened. Somebody in Hollywood invented the prosthetic leg. Wow. And the Hollywood said, here, this is what I'm doing. If you want to replicate it, go ahead. Now you... There are industries, whole industries dedicated to making prosthetics. Right. Yeah. And we're talking about prosthetic legs, arms, uh, fingers, joints. Uh, every part of your body can re- can be absolutely flawlessly replicated. And oh, yeah. I'm not even exaggerating when I tell you this. <laughs> The entire body can be prosthetically replicated, even to the point where the internal organs can be duplicated. They have 3D printers now that will print you a heart and a liver. And it's crazy how this stuff works. But people are living because of it. Remarkable, remarkable. Um, What have you not done that you would like to try your hand at? I would like to try getting on a horse again and hiking. Okay. Let's see who we can get a hold of. Horses right. Yeah, because there's a, where I live here in Florida, there's a, just down the street, there's a place where you can, they can actually 
teach, I guess, give you horse riding lessons and things like that. And they do that once in a while for the summertime for children. Yeah. I, I, special I, needs great. children and things like that. And yeah. I know they have, they look into that because there are programs. I have to find out what it is in, in, uh, in Washington state. Um, but there are programs for uh, developmentally and physically disabled children and young adults, but there are also programs available, horse riding programs yeah. for amputees. Mm -hmm. And I know that exists mm -hmm. in every state, all 50 states. Yes, there um, is. There's got to be somewhere nearby. I don't her. know the name of it off the top of my head. I normally would, but I just drew a blank. Um, but Amelia, look into that. Oh, absolutely. I and then get back, you know, get back to her with it. Mm -hmm. um, of course. And there's also, and I believe, I'm trying to remember where this guy is. Um, there's a guy named Lee Asher, if you guys know who he is. Uh, Lee Asher has an animal sanctuary called the a a Asher House. Uh, and I know he's doing a lot of wonderful things with animals and um you know, with uh, replacing limbs for them, amputee, um, uh, you know, prosthetics. Um, wow. I'm wondering, and I know that animals are a great support mechanism for amputees as well. Like, uh, like a, a service dog or uh, stuff like that. Do you have a service dog? No, I would like one. I, um, I okay. have cats at the moment. <laughs> Okay, Nelia, yes. look in the service dog for Stephanie, Washington Absolutely. State. Okay, Absolutely. write your the write this stuff because she writes everything down. I tell her, and then she does the work. Uh huh. Um, yeah, we'll get we're, we're gonna we'll help you out here. Um, I want to do one more little break here. It's gonna be about a thirty second break, and we'll be right back. All right, you guys. So yes, hang in there, Amelia. I mm -hmm. promise I'm not throwing you out to the wind. <laughs> All right, we go. What's Buzz Podcast wants to welcome Radioactive FM 88.6 in Wellington, New Zealand, Radio Perth, Australia, and RTL Radio 102.5 in Milan, Italy. Welcome aboard and welcome to the Buzz. All right, and that's our last and final break of the show. We are with Stephanie Dudley on America's Best Podcast. What's the buzz? Stephanie's an amputee. She works in a medical environment, professional medical environment. And I want to give them a little plug over here. She's a medical receptionist at Mary Bridge Children's Hospital in Washington State. And how long have you been there? I've been there seven months now. Oh, you're a newbie there. What did you do I'm before a newbie. there? I was at Kaiser, which is uh, another medical facility doing scheduling. It's the same thing that well, I was doing. Really <laughs> does. Yeah, scheduling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She knows Kaiser, exactly what I go through. I know through. that company. I know that company. <laughs> They're in the Pacific Northwest, Washington State, Oregon, up that way, right? Yes. I know that company. I knew somebody who worked for them. Um, they probably still do for all I know. Um, Amelia, questions for Stephanie Dudley. Of course. You still go out and do photography, uh, singing. I, I noticed that you do that, that. You had that singing. What's your favorite song yes. to sing for music-wise? Or 
Well, I love, uh, well, I'm in a church band and I'm the backup singer. And okay. sometimes I get the, you know, the, the front stage and get to sing a song, like for Easter or something like that. Did you say you're a singer? A backup singer. A backup singer? In the band, yeah. You know, I'm church. putting up the big camera over here. You know what that means? That means you, you might have to sing for your supper tonight, honey. <laughs> No, I'm not going to put you on the no. spot. No. Uh, <laughs> let's. I want to. I'm going to talk about um, what have you learned that you believe is critical for other people experiencing this. To that you must have this knowledge. What, what's the one thing that you feel like you have to share with people watching? The one thing about being an amputee that's a must-have knowledge. You must know that you might go through grief and loss. You must know that you have to eventually just get up, adapt, uh, adapt to your new environment, um, mm -hmm. get up and do it. You have to know yep. that you're going to need upper body strength. So to yep. do the weights, uh, just even lifting your own body up and down on your walker, uh, you just have to know that you can get through this and that there are good legs out there or Absolutely. arms or, you know, fingers out there Absolutely. now. That's critical for people oh, to yeah. know. I want to tell everybody that uh, should you need information, we have it for you. Email us at the show, subscribe to our newsletter. You can find us and I want to put this out there for everybody. And it's the first time I'm going to be doing this. So, and I want to make sure that everybody has all the current topical information. So take a look at what I'm going, about to put up on the screen here. And this is for everyone. This is our new link tree. And you can find this everywhere. We're worldwide with this. It's link tree. Uh, forward slash WWTF radio. Everything you need regarding this and every show we've done can be found at Linktree. All right. Um, if you need information, it's there. If you need numbers, it's there. If you need to contact Amelia or I, it's there. Uh, ways to contact Stephanie if you want to. She's on Facebook. You can find her at Stephanie uh, I'm going to say, make sure I get both of your names here. It's Stephanie, Lauren Stephanie Nadolsky or Stephanie Dudley. You can find her that way too. All right. So if you want to reach out to Stephanie for a Q&A session or have her on your show, there she is. Or you just want her to answer a whole bunch of questions and send her on a merry way. You can do that too. <laughs> I'd be happy to. So, Amelia, final questions for Steph. Have you gone back to where you where you actually tripped and fell? Just to go back to yes. Have you returned to the scene of the crime? <laughs> uh, yes, I, I'm very leery of curves now. <laughs> Walk over them since I can't feel the bottom of my foot. You know, I don't know where it's going. I look. I kind of have a habit of looking down when I walk. <laughs> You know, um, it's interesting. I saw something I want to talk to you about. And it's a, it was a simple prospect, a very simple prospect. 
was a, a, a woman learning to walk again. Mm-hmm. She had one perfectly good leg, and the other she had uh, the prosthetic at the knee, right? And she was a little off-kiltered with balance. So what the doctor suggested that she do was literally to weight her body on one side with a five-pound weight. Oh. And sure as shit, I can't make this shit up. I can't make it up. Sure as shit, doesn't she walk straighter and without a limp? Because what she did was she re-weighted, she redistributed her weight. And something is simple, so simple. And the one weapon that every woman has, what do you think it is? Her purse. Her purse. (laughs) Her handbag. (laughs) Her shoulder bag. Like they say here on the East Coast, her her pocketbook. Uh, And I don't know where that term came from, but her, her, yeah, her shoulder bag, her purse. Yeah. Wow. Get some heavy shit in those bags, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. For everything. You know. <laughs> yeah. Make sure it's a cross-body bag so that it can hang. Yeah. Right? You don't want to hold it with your hand because that'll throw you way the fuck. I'm way off. You know? Right, right. <laughs> I'm the king of the f bombs, by the way. <laughs> and <laughs> and I've done good. I only dropped a half the f bomb tonight. I'm so very proud right. of it. What advice would you give someone that has uh, just lost their leg, going through the beginning stages of the amputee? Uh, be kind to yourself. Be patient. Yeah, just- I would even add to that. Not only be kind and be patient, but be tolerant of what you're going through because it's going to aggravate you a lot more than you're going to get pleasure from it yes you will get answers you will get relief but you're going to go through a lot of kicking and moaning and bitching and all this other stuff absolutely (laughs) and remember to lean on family because family is always going to be there for you don't to not turn them away oh absolutely don't push people away no No. mia you tell everybody what's coming up on the podcast oh yes absolutely we on uh, tuesday um we're gonna have uh, my cousin melissa um come on the show she also is an amputee as well she lost her leg from the knee down so uh she will be talking to us as well she worked for the va for a very long time for many many years and also on june the 5th we were gonna have michael simmons santos he is an actual look-alike of teen simmons Oh, yeah. yeah. Look alike. And we're gonna have him back yeah. on the show. A look alike. I thought he was Gene. <laughs> we did him first when I looked, I was like, wait a minute, double take. <laughs> this guy, Stephanie, this guy looks more like Gene Simmons than Gene does. Okay. Yes. People I got that a guy coming on the, the show. <laughs> I gotta tell everybody this. I have oh, a yeah. guy. <laughs> I have a guy coming on the show uh in June. Yes, June sixth, the day after. Uh, yeah, day after, and his name is Danny Lopez. Well, let me tell you something. Danny is the world's number one Johnny Depp lookalike. I had wow. to do a double and take. I, I I'm. I want to. You know what, Amelia? Why don't you and why don't you? I tell you what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. I'm going to go get his picture right now. Yes. Why don't you? Because uh-huh. I'm going to. I'm going to leave you. Just girl talk, okay? Okay. You and Steph talk. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I got the uh, double take. I mean, not double take. I got the comment that I looked like Tori Spelling. I was you like, do no. at first. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. Because of the red hair. 
she has oh, red yeah. hair now. Sometimes she'll have red hair. Yeah. Oh. And I thought, okay. <laughs> so uh, other than, you know, the advice and everything, I know that it was hard for you having to learn, you know, to walk and, you know, the exercising and the lifting weights. And yes. did you ever have a point where you said, this is it for me, I'm done? Or did you ever tell yourself, I'm not going to give up? Uh, yeah, I had the, uh, I hate to say it, suicidal thoughts. No, because, really? Yes, but I I was saying I'm, I'm done, but no, I I believe that things will get better, and they have. Uh, the only thing I'd like to say is I would love to, see, I, I modeled, so a lot of things were, are cosmetic for me. So the foot, um, the feet they make, there's only three options. Yes. There's black, white, and uh, I think a little tan, but the width, everything is all the same. So I would love to get together with whoever made the prosthetic leg, you know, somebody to create a better foot that looks more like your other foot. Like my white, I am so white because I'm Scandinavian and German and I'm so white that, you know, I, I burn and go back to white. I don't tell <laughs> Same so, here. I yeah. do the same thing. <laughs> So, I mean, and so this foot that I have now, it's like, this is white. This is more tan than me. I mean, so you can totally <laughs> tell that it's not my foot. <laughs> I Are you ready you. for this? Check this out. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. What? That's not him? Nope. That's Danny Lopez. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Double take. <laughs> What? Yeah, Does... that's Danny. He's going to be on the show June 6th. Oh, crazy. And he's the world's number one Johnny Depp lookalike. He looks just like him. Wow. Just like scary. He does. That is. Just I thought it was Johnny Depp. No, it's not. <laughs> crazy, isn't it? When that's Danny. Like, Danny what? will be with us. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'll be with us. Um, June, June, right? June 6th. Uh -huh, June 6th on a Tuesday. Yes, 7 p.m. Eastern. Beautiful. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, this was a great show tonight. I really enjoyed it. You know, you have First like two all, advocates. Again, here I for want you. to thank Stephanie for waking up with the butt crack of dawn <laughs> in Washington State. Um, you know, it's still early, which is yeah. still breakfast time where she's right? not ready for lunch. <laughs> um, yeah. I will look. Yeah. I will look into the horseback riding for you and the service dog for you, and also know that you have two people here that are activists for you as well. So do not give up. Don't ever think absolutely. And you have my what number. You? you can call me anytime. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we're absolutely. going to we're going to uh, to keep you here uh, after the show. So just stay with us. Let me bring myself up over here and the big screen so everybody can see. Okay, we have. Uh, a wild month coming up. Some of the uh, most incredible celebrity lookalikes you've, you've ever seen. We've got my friend Michael Santos coming here. Danny Lopez. I've got a, a special surprise for you Elvis fans out there. Yep. You're going to think he, he returned from the from the grave. So this guy's scary looking. Um... We also have a couple of really hard-hitting shows. We were, we're going to venture back into CERN and the Mandela Effect. And are we just the, a glitch in Matrix? Uh, are we the Matrix? Or is the glitch something else? <laughs> we don't know, but we're going to find out. By God, we're going to find right? out. 
Yeah. But until we do, we have to say goodbye to you for now. But let me say, for Amelia, the pitfall, Chapman, for Stephanie, don't make me, don't make me, don't make me say Dudley, Lauren, Stephanie Nadolski. I'm going to call you Lauren, okay? All right. Because I don't want to bring up bad memories. Yeah. I'll call you, I'll call you Lauren. Anyway. For everyone here at What's the Buzz Popcast, we normally don't do this on the weekend, as you can tell. <laughs> but thank you for sharing your Saturday morning with us, everyone. Take care. Be kind to each other. God bless. We'll see you next week. And happy Memorial Day. <laughs> yes, indeedy. I want a hot dog and a burger. Bye-bye, folks. Be safe.